experts warn aftershocks may rock parts of the southern Philippines until Christmas. Philippine police urge President Rodrigo Duterte to name a national police chief soon. The Philippines and China hold the first steering committee meeting on their joint oil and gas exploration in Beijing. And Britain's prime minister wins parliament's approval for an election in December to break the Brexit deadlock. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. Aid begins to reach some of the areas hardest hit by Tuesday's deadly earthquake in the southern Philippines. Among them, the villages of Daig, Magbuk and Paraiso in the province of Cotabato. In the municipality of Tulunan, the quake's epicenter, three people died due to the disaster. Cotabato Governor Emilu Talino Mendoza says they are coordinating with structural engineers to assess if facilities are still fit for use. Dati wala pa kaming dumapa na covered court sa Daig. Ngayon talagang uh, bumigay na yung covered court na yon at sinamaan niya pa yung barangay hall. Mm-hmm. Yung mga eskwelahan talagang yung damage na dumapa na at yung yung sumunod na mga kapadinyang mga eskwelahan nagkaroon na rin ng damage. Kaya mas malaki yung damage mm-hmm. ngayon at um, kaya yung temporary shelter, mm-hmm. no? uh, hopefully, na ikumpuni kaysa pang temporary shelters lang para pagbukas ng klase sa November 4, ay tuloy-tuloy lang yung mga bata kasi oh, nga, oh. na-mistake yung eksaminasyon mm-hmm. ngayong araw at sa hapon. Salino Mendoza is also calling for prudence in the use of calamity funds until December. That's after the province was placed under a state of calamity last month due to an outbreak of dengue. Bagong administration, we have to declare a calamity on dengue. So nagkaroon kami ng administration na once declared, there is no such thing as second declaration or third declaration. We need clarification. Opo, opo, opo. I understand. So, budget naman, may budget pa kami. Ang importante lang, ma-sustain or kaya ng munisipyo, barangay at ng probinsya at ng syudad na i-cover all the way to December. Aftershocks still being felt in Kidapawan City in Cotabato with one as strong as magnitude 5 just this morning. Power has been restored in the city, but classes remain suspended as school buildings undergo structural assessments. Several establishments, including the city hall and some hospitals, have also been cordoned off after cracks were seen in the structures. Over 1,000 families were forced to evacuate due to the threat of landslides. Kidapawan Mayor Joseph Evangelista says most of the evacuees live in the foothills of Mount Apo. They're now in evacuation centers and temporary shelters. The city government is appealing for more donations like tents, sleeping mats and blankets for the evacuees. Experts advise those in quake-affected areas to have their homes and other structures assessed to see if they can withstand another earthquake. The Philippine Institute of Volcanology and Seismology, or FIVOX, has recorded at least 241 aftershocks as of Wednesday. It adds tremors may continue until Christmas. Unfortunately, yung adjustments may have triggered another segment of a fault or a segment of the same fault or an adjacent fault. We'll be recording events as far as Christmas. FIVOX plans to put up four additional temporary stations in the southern or in southern Mindanao to closely monitor the area. 
The Philippine National Police urges President Rodrigo Duterte to name a new police chief soon. According to PNP spokesman Bernard Banak, the lack of an official leader may soon affect operations as the police force deals with a drug recycling scandal. Earlier this week, Duterte admitted he's having a hard time looking for a new national police chief. In the coming months, if he's going to stay as the officer in charge, uh, it's going to have an effect on uh, big projects of the mm -mm. PNP. Mm -mm. And uh, we're hoping that uh, in the time soon, the president would name or uh, choose a, a new uh, chief PNP. Mm -mm. But for the meantime, so far as the management uh, supervision of the entire Philippine National mm -mm. Police, uh, the officer in charge, uh, General Gamboa, is uh, doing well. He's on top of the situation. But Meanwhile, Banak says they are now turning over to the National Bureau of Investigation the probe into Mayor David Navarro's killing. Duterte wanted the NBI to investigate the case instead of the PNP to ensure fairness. Navarro previously tagged in Duterte's narco list was gunned down while in police custody en route to the Cebu City's or the Cebu City Prosecutor's Office last week. The Philippine National Police shrugs off Vice President Lenny Robredo's criticism against President Duterte's drug war. Police Directorial Staff Chief Guillermo Eleazar asserts only 1 to 2 percent of their operations have resulted in an armed encounter. He adds they've already been or seen a significant reduction in crime. We are in the 40th month of our campaign and we have seen the difference. So we have seen uh, now and the, the approval rating of uh, the, uh, the Filipino people, 8 out of uh, 10 uh, Filipinos are telling that this uh, campaign against illegal drugs of our president is really effective. And here in Metro Manila, uh, well, for the past uh, 30, 39 months, uh, the, the index crime was reduced by 63%. Meanwhile, Eliazar says the PNP is ready to provide support to the new Bureau of Corrections chief to reduce corruption at the state penitentiary. The agency's efforts have been marred with controversy, with groups alleging inmates have died from maltreatment. Meron tayong supervision eh. Kasi kung ganun yung attitude natin, eh wala na lang, hayaan na natin ganyan na lang. Now, sa atin kasi, saan kukuha ng tutulong si Jael Bantag? O sa amin, readily. Una, my point is, kaya ko inoffer yan nung hindi kami nag-state. Itong, the, the, the Bucor is in Montilupa and that is part of NCRPO. That's why uh, I immediately got clearance from a former GPNP and our SILG to provide this augmentation and support. A farmers group urges government to raise tariffs on imported rice from 35% to at least 70 for three years to make local unhasked rice competitive. Alianza Agricultura says the higher rate of 70% should be implemented for three years, giving local farmers time to improve their productivity to better compete. It estimates the increased tariff will have a 0.6% impact on inflation, which will remain within government's 2 to 4% target range. 86%, that is what equates the imported with local price, okay? Okay, 86%. However, I said, why don't we stretch the farmers, right? Because maybe they're a little bit, uh, they should be challenged, right? Okay. And I went from 86 to 70%. That's what I said. Favor the imports over local. Favor to make sure the locals really try hard, okay? But don't favor them in a way that you kill them. 
Meanwhile, the group notes how the influx of imported rice has pushed the farm gate price for wet unhasked rice to 13 pesos per kilo from the previous 18. Deduct the 12 peso production cost and farmers make a mere one peso per kilo. To compete with the imports, the farm gate must be 12 pesos. It's 13 pesos. It used to be 18. It's now 30. It's sliding to 12. And we continue to import. Today, Mimi, it's shocking. We only need 1.3 million tons. We are, we've imported, as of last month, 2.8 million. Yes. The reality is in the last two months, we've been importing, believe it or not, uh, you know, 580,000. Like that, they should be unlimited. But that tariff must be correct. And the Philippines and China hold the first steering committee meeting of their joint oil and gas exploration in Beijing. In a statement, the Philippine Foreign Affairs Department said the two sides agreed to further push the communication and coordination on oil and gas development. The joint steering committee is composed of officials from Manila and Beijing's foreign and energy agencies. The two countries will hold their second meeting next year here in the Philippines. Back in 2018, President Duterte and Chinese leader Xi Jinping signed a memorandum of agreement on the joint oil and gas exploration in the West Philippine Sea. But there's been mounting criticism over that deal since Beijing does not recognize Manila's sovereign rights over the West Philippine Sea. National Security Advisor Hermogenes Esperon earlier defended it, saying the 60-40 sharing scheme between the two countries is fair since China would be the one to spend for the exploration. The Philippine National Police assures Filipinos it is ready to ensure public safety this All Souls Day holiday. Over 35,000 police officers are deployed to transport terminals, cemeteries and other public places. Nearly 100,000 more force multipliers or volunteers will be providing support to police officers. All the airports, seaports, and uh, places of convergence, bus terminals, and cemeteries are, you know, uh, places that we need to look into and uh, provide uh, maximum security because this is where our people need us, you know, for assistance. And uh, along the highways, of course, you know, when uh, our motorists uh, need assistance and have, uh, they have problems. So uh, we always uh, make ourselves, uh, you know, felt and uh, seen by our people uh, to assure them that uh, the PNP is there to serve and protect them. Meanwhile, longer lines at the Ninoy Aquino International Airport this morning as people rush to leave Manila for the break. According to Philippine Airlines, flights to and from Davao, General Santos, and Cotabato are operational, though some ticket offices are closed pending assessment on structural integrity. Metro Manila is still the world's worst city to drive in. That's according to the latest data from traffic navigation app Waze. The report shows it takes about 4.9 minutes just to drive one kilometer in the country's capital. The traffic beating app expects the city's traffic woes to get even worse as the Christmas season draws near. Metro Manila's traffic management agency, meanwhile, is not disputing the findings. Kailangan lang ho natin ipaliwanag sa publiko, ano nga po ba talaga yung tunay na problema, mam volume, ano? Uh, paulit-ulit po namin sinasabi ito na congested na po tayo. Uh, yung bilang ho ng mga sasakyan, ng EDSA po, for example, na may carrying capacity lang na 245,000, and as of 410,000 na po ngayon. Kaya naman po, talaga namang magtutugma at uh, tatama ang uh, pag-aaral ho ng waste. Other cities noted in the report are Bogota, Colombia, 
Jakarta, Indonesia, Sao Paulo in Brazil, and Israel's second most populous city, Tel Aviv. News overseas now. Finally, a win for British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Britain's parliament has agreed to hold an early election in December to break the deadlock over Brexit. This report gives us details. So the eyes have it. The eyes. Christmas came early for UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson Tuesday, who won Parliament's approval 238 to 20 for a December early general election. This after a string of stinging defeats, Johnson finally received the necessary backing from opposition parties. Labour's Jeremy Corbyn had opposed an election while a no-deal Brexit was still on the table. But now that the EU has finalized the UK's third Brexit extension until the end of January, he said that condition was now met. The early election will be held on December 12th. The UK's first December election in almost a century is set to be highly unpredictable. Johnson insists that an election will alleviate what he casts as a nightmare paralysis that prevents any EU divorce outcome at all. But Brexit has fatigued and enraged swaths of voters while eroding traditional loyalties to the two main parties. One way or another, we must proceed straight to an election. Ultimately, it could boil down to a choice between an emboldened Johnson with a mandate for his Brexit deal. I do not trust the prime minister. Or a socialist government under Corbyn renegotiating the deal before a referendum. If no party wins conclusively, however, the Brexit deadlock and parliamentary unrest could continue. In the NBA, the Miami Heat continued their impressive start to the new season by winning again at home. The Heat defeated the Atlanta Hawks 112-97 as new star player Jimmy Butler made his debut for Miami. The former Sixers sank his first four buckets and finished with 21 points. Rookie teammate Tyler Hero finished with 29 markers. John Collins scored a season-high 30 points for Atlanta, which lost star point guard Trey Young to an ankle injury in the first half. The Heat now have a three-win, one-loss record, while the Hawks have an even two-and-two two card. Game of Thrones writers David Benioff and D.B. Wise are officially out of the next Star Wars trilogy. The pair cited lack of time, saying they felt they could not do justice to both Star Wars and their projects on Netflix. In her send-off statement, Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy praised the duo, adding they hope to include them in the journey forward when they can focus on Star Wars. Benioff and Wise were supposed to usher in the post-Skywalker era in the feature film make that trilogy set for 2022. Both signed an exclusive deal with streaming giant Netflix back in August. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.